Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist interview at the War Memorial Opera House. My name is Claire Sheridan. I'm the founder of the LEAP program at St. Mary's College of California, and I'm your host here today for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. It's Sunday, March 16th, 2014, and this is program four. I do want to announce that many of these Meet the Artist interviews are available as podcasts on our website at sfballet.org. So with that in mind, I'd like to also welcome our online listeners. Our guest today was born in Spain. She joined the San Francisco Ballet in 2004 and was promoted to soloist in 2012. You might have seen her in Petrushka as the ballerina, or in The Nutcracker as a sugar plum fairy, or the Queen of Snow, or in Onegin as Olga. She has danced featured roles in ballets by Balanchine, Neumeyer, and Thomason, um, Thomason, among many others, and her repertory includes principal roles in Posakov's Classical Symphony, Robin's West Side Story Suite, and Wielden's Carousel, A Dance. Now, lucky for us, she dances three different roles in the ballet Cinderella, so um, with these multiple perspectives, she is the perfect guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet San Francisco Ballet soloist Doris Andre. Okay, Doris, um, tell us, what do you like about your job? <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> First, I, I really like the people. I like the people who I get to work with every day, the dancers, my teachers, the crew. I like the routine, the physicality of it, and I like, I love the stage. I love being on stage, I love acting, I love performing, I love expressing in a different way that's not with words. You know, you're, I talked to a couple of your colleagues and they describe you as being open-minded and very generous on stage and very comfortable. Yes. Uh, you have a lovely artistic sense, but you are well-respected and loved. Now, you trained in Spain mm -hmm. at the Maria d'Avila School, and Lola d'Avila was your teacher. Uh, Lola has had a long association with uh, SFB as, at the school and as a coach. How did she inspire you, and what makes her a good teacher? And why don't you hold your mic up a little closer so everybody can hear you. I joined Lola School when I was 13. Her mom saw me in this competition when I was 12, and she told me, you should come to my school because you don't know anything. <laughs> but you actually might end up being kind of good. I was like, that sounds great, perfect. So I joined her school and I was very excited. I was, I, I was in bar the first week just jumping around and talking to everybody. And, just making up steps and going like, this is amazing, look what I can do. And then Lola came to me and was like, so I'm gonna have you sit down and watch. <laughs> and you're gonna learn what you don't know because you don't know anything. So once you learn, you might actually be able to do things. And I was like, oh, oh okay. So I watched class for six months and <laughs> I had a notepad and I had to write everything that I didn't know, what I didn't understand. And it was funny, because at first, I wouldn't write down many things, but by the end, I had like pages and pages and pages. So it made me realize that the more you know, the less you know. <laughs> so then after six months, I got to dance, and I was just like quiet, sort of. <laughs> and more like, I would listen to her, 
and I would do most of the things she would say. So it was, it was good. She, she helped you learn how to control your energy and, yeah. and be observant. it was just a lot. And you arrived here to dance in, in San Francisco at the age of 19. And was the transition difficult from you, um, from your life in Spain to living in the United States? It's, it's a change. It's definitely a change. Mm -hmm. I think that, first off, language barrier. Secondly, just the style of life is very different. Here is, people are very, it's very fast. It's very job-oriented. And that, it took, you know, it took me a while, but I love it here. I love San Francisco. I think it's my favorite city. I really. Uh, so far in your career, Doris, what has been one of your proudest professional achievements? Well, uh, um, I really, really enjoyed dancing Olga in Onyegin. I really, I thought I learned a lot from that. I actually love doing the Sisters in Cinderella. I think it's one of the funnest parts I've ever done. Um, and actually, like, working with Yuri Posokov, I just, I just love it every time. He's, Why? He's just, how can you not love him? He's the best. He's <laughs> like, he's funny, he's genius, and he makes fun of you, but still makes fun of himself at the same time. It's just too much fun. This is impossible, impossible to answer, perhaps, but how many ballet roles do you have in your head memorized right now? Well, three here, and we're starting to do the Chostakovich, and Chostakovich program, what else? Oh, Rite of Spring, we're getting back to that. So for now, those, oh, Maelstrom, Marks Morris. Mm -hmm. But if somebody asked you to do um, something from Swan Lake that you had done several years ago. Could I could you pull that out quickly? Little Swans, for sure. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> now, here, I could do it. Okay, let's talk about Cinderella. You are a fountain of knowledge when it comes to this ballet because you dance the role of the stepsister, Clementine, the spirit of spring, and the Spanish princess. And what's Truly unusual, folks, when we normally have these interviews, the dancer is not dancing that day, but you are dancing in this show this afternoon as a Spanish princess. So she's gonna run really quickly <laughs> and get into costume. Uh, but we get to see her dance today. But let's talk about first the spirit of spring. Who is she and why is she important to Cinderella? She's given her powers. She's given her the power of lightness. And Chris read the little paragraph that talks about the fairy of spring, and I can't remember it, but <laughs> it said something like, weirdly enough, it says something about lifting her skirt, and it's kind of, it's a bit funny, but like, the fairy lifts her skirt and gives her the lightness, the lightness, the lightness. Mm -hmm. of spring. And, and Chris is the, Christopher Wield and the choreographer. Yes. Now tell us about the, the Spanish princess. Spanish princess is very dramatic, just like me or most Spaniards. Um, we're just, we didn't, we don't have to really try that hard. It just kind of comes naturally. <laah> she, compared to the fairy of lightness, who's very elegant, the, yeah, the, the Spanish princess. Like, 
look at me, I'm cute. And then it's just, you know, Spanish just drama for no reason. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I cannot believe it. <laughs> it's crazy. I could put too much vinegar in my salad. <laughs> it's just mad, you know. I, I love your caretaker father, whoever, the, the guy that looks like he dropped out of a 16th century painting. Yeah, I, it's like Don Q. Yeah, yes, like a, yes. Yeah, I mean, because at first he wasn't doing much, and then I was like, why are you even here? Yeah. And I was like, if I was Spanish, I would be pissed at you right now. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to start pushing you around. And I was like, okay, go fine, push him. <laughs> and some days you dance both roles. You, you'll do... The, the fairy of, of, of lightness, or the spirit of lightness, and then you'll do the Spanish princess all in the same show, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's fun to change from one to the other, actually, because it's like one side of you and then the other side of you. It's really fun. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with San Francisco ballet soloist Doris Andre, and in a short while, we'll be able to take some questions from the audience. So tell us about the character of Clementine. Now, she's the dorky step stepsister with the glasses. Mm -hmm. Tell us about her personality. I, I have to say, I think I stole the personality. Well, first off, Christopher would explain what he wanted out of her. And then he also would let you take your personal idea of what Clementine should be like. And around that time, I, was, I watched that movie. I was on a plane, I think, to New York. And I watched Enchanted. Oh, Enchanted. Oh, Enchanted, the movie yes, Enchanted. the movie Enchanted. And I somehow pictured Clementine being like that, just so happy to be there. Just, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe my sister's not putting me down. And I am just happy to be here. And everything's wonderful. And not so as I'm stupid, more as in I am really glad to be here and everything's joyful and I love it. Everything's great. So she's not an evil stepsister? I think that she used to be in Cinderella's position before Cinderella joined the family. So I think she knows what it's like, so she feels bad, but at the same time she doesn't want to be Cinderella. So she's just like, I'm not going to get involved because I don't want to be part of your team right now. I, I've, you know, I moved on. So it's not evil, it's more like... Grateful she's not getting bullied. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, she's a coworker. She should be like, why are you bullying Cinderella? But it's just like, I just got out of that situation. I'm not gonna speak. <laughs> kind of thing. That's how I think it is. That's what I think Clementine... It, it is such a fun role. I wish I could dance it, but folks, I think in, in my situation, the only role I could dance in this production is the guy in the suit of armor. So when you see the guy in the suit of armor, that's my role. That's my dream role. <clears throat> now, to be a good physical comic is not easy. What do you have to keep in mind to, keep, to make the comedy work in this ballet? Because sometimes a comedy falls flat unless you follow certain rules or principles. I'd say for ballet, it's not like in movies where you can be very subtle and it reads and it's funny. I think for in ballet, it's so far that it's almost like 20s movies or like 30s when they needed the time to register and then you can see it and then you laugh. So everything has to be almost like stopped 
to have the time to register that that was funny. And then you can continue. Instead of funny, 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 and then it's just, you need the time, it's timing. Timing, yes. And are you dancing bigger, make, making bigger gestures so it reads? I think, yes. I think you can, in general, you'd have to make it extreme. Mm -hmm. But there is, I think there's a, a line between funny and just insane. Because mm -hmm. then nobody can relate. It's just, she's insane. And then it's like, oh, I've got to feel bad for you. It's not, you're funny. It's like, you're crazy. Now, uh, Christopher Wielden choreographed this Cinderella. Can you talk about your personal experience working with him? <laughs> Chris, You've done other, other ballets by him. I've done, yeah, I've done a lot. Chris, um, he's very funny, really smart. He can create things so fast and they're so comfortable in your body that it's, it's almost like it was meant to be. And it's so, it's crazy, it's so fast. He comes in and it's just like, do this. And you do it and you're like, oh, how come I've never done this before? This is perfect. So that's the kind of choreographer he is, it's just, he was born to me, he's incredible. And he's a really good coach. And coach, he tells you, he helps you with your dancing, with your personal dancing and, and he's funny. I used to be really afraid of him my first years in the company because he's really funny, which usually makes fun of you. So I used to be really afraid. And the, I remember the first time he used to, you know, he can be a bit harsh and just like, Doris, that was not good. Doris, Doris, that was, and I would finish the sentence, rubbish. He's like, yes, exactly. So that would happen for like months. And then one day we were on stage and he went on the microphone, Doris, good job. And I was so happy that I messed up the next step. <laughs> and he went like, scratch that, ravish. I'm like, thanks. Now, uh, Cinderella is a co-production of San Francisco Ballet and the Dutch National Ballet. Have there been any uh, um, changes made to the production from last year when it was first done here in May? Has there been any tweaking of the choreography or is it exactly the same? It's been ex exactly the same since uh, we did it in New York, because he was in New York, so he changed teeny things, mm. of mostly character approaches and little things here and there, but it hasn't been taught since. I think everything that he said is, is happening. And uh, what's it like backstage? You know, there's so many magical special effects and elaborate props and costumes. Is it crowded back there? I mean, you've got lots of dancers. It's, it's crowded and it's really fun, especially in the tree. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but the end of the first act, getting into the tree and out of the tree backstage is just a battlefield. It's <laughs> probably the most stressful part of the whole ballet, getting in and out of the tree. It's, and, it's and what does the tree represent in this ballet? I think it's, the tree is the Godmother in the usual, I think it's like the power, it's like, it's the powers that nature or the tree is giving to Cinderella. I think it's from the Grimm's um, brother fairy tale. I think it's, it comes from there. I think Chris took it from, and I like it, I like it better. Instead yeah. of being a, this 
woman who like somehow has powers. It's almost like she took the powers from herself. Um, and then a career as a ballet dancer can be all consuming. Doris, what do you do to find some balance in your life? What do you do when you're not dancing? I like to say I love to sleep, but I don't. And I love to rest, but I don't. I'm always like, oh, it's Sunday. I'm going to sleep all weekend. I'm going to do absolutely nothing. I'm going to wake up and feel so fresh. And then I'm like, I'm out. What can I do? And I'm like painting, meeting up with friends, just doing things, running around. So just everything for me. Just... And uh, if you weren't a dancer, what would you be? I know you started off your, your athletic career as a swimmer. But uh, what would you be if you weren't a dancer? I think I'd be something artistic. I think probably I really wanted to be an architect as a kid. That's what I really, really wanted to be. I actually started architecture school when I got injured when I was 17. And then I quit because I wanted to dance again. So I had a year of, I want to be an architect. And then I was like, actually, no, I want to be a dancer. So I think I would do something design related, I think. Folks, uh, do you have any questions for Andre? As I see a hand there. Um, please, folks, uh, shout out loud so I can hear you, and I will repeat the question. Is there a male dancer in the company you would both like to partner with? Is there a male? This is also, folks, being broadcast backstage, so all the dancers can hear this. <laughs> is there a male dancer in the company you would like to partner with? Well, all of them <laughs> are wonderful. <laughs> Look at that. Well done. No, I love, I really, really like dancing with um, Jaime. I love dancing with Miles. Actually, all of them. I really, all of them. All of the principal dancers, all of the solos dancers, and most, yeah, all of the They're We have such great dancers. It's like you really can pick and choose. Well, what makes a good male partner? What? Well, they're partnering, like somebody like Joan, like he just doesn't even think he's perfect and then there's people who like you're just close with and like me and Jaime are very close so I like to work with him because we both get in our heads of like I really think if you grab me here you would feel better it's just like it gets you know you get to work with him and then there's somebody like Diego who I just love and it's just fun because it's just Diego and he's hilarious so I'm just having a laugh with him but Everybody's good at partnering in different ways, I think. Yes. Are there any comedy roles you'd like to do in other ballets? There is this ballet called La Filmagarde mm -hmm. that I would, I've always wanted to do, and I would love to do at some point, but we'll see. That ballet is like, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, oh, that is so much fun. So I would love to do La Field Margaret. Other questions? Oh, yes. Hi. Uh, the Rite of Spring seems to be a very physical ballet with the horizontal bar techniques. It almost seems dangerous. I mean, do you have any thoughts regarding that? The, the Rite of Spring seems to be a very physical ballet and almost seems kind of dangerous. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? It is dangerous, <laughs> no doubt. It, but it's it's very physical, and I love the physicality of it. I love how 
you finish and you're really tired and you're, you almost don't have to act because the steps bring you to this place of like, just kill me, please. <laughs> like, I just need to be put to sleep right now. Like, I, can we finish now? So it's great because I think the steps make you feel what you're supposed to be feeling at that time. So it's actually very easy in a strange way. You know, speaking of, of injuries, it is, it is a part of a dancer's life. What does San Francisco Ballet do to help the dancer prevent injuries? Well, we have a lot of help with PT and physical therapy. Physical therapy, and I do gyrotonics and every week, and I think that for me is what helps me the most. It really connects me. I'm very like loose, so it's kind of like keeps you in a, different people do different things. People go to active care, do other cross training. Everybody does different things. Mm-hmm. And there were bicycles and so forth yeah. in the dancers Pilates. lounge, and, yeah, Pilates. And, yeah, we're very well taken care of yeah. in that aspect. It's perfect. Yes, question here. Your most favorite ballet to dance? Is that- which performance and which ballet? I have, I don't know if I can choose one, but I think, once again, Olga was really fun. Rite of Spring was one of my favorite. Carousel, I remember, I loved doing that. It's like Juliet-like, you get to play this romantic love. I, anything that is dramatic, I love. I, that's what I like by far the most. Anything that I can act and become somebody and express something apart from just the physicality of it, which I, I do love too. And I think that you can find your own personal, you know, you can express without a story, but having a story I think helps a lot. One last question, yes. If you could only dance one more role, what would it be? Uh, I've done, I, I, I would like to think that I haven't done the role that I want to do for the rest of my life. I hope I get, have to do one that I even like even better. So it's just, it's hard to choose one for the rest of your life because I think as you grow, you find different things in different ballets that you like better. I think, I think before I would have said something more showy, more like, look at me, look how much, how much I can jump or turn. Or, and these days I think I find the more subtle ballets are the ones that attract me most, I think. Folks, unfortunately, we're out of time. I do want to thank my guest, San Francisco Ballet soloist Doris Andre. Let's thank give her you. a hand. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us today. You can listen to podcasts of these Meet the Artist interviews and learn even more on our website at sfballet.org. Enjoy the show and look for Doris as a Spanish princess. 